Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week, another episode of the Amiibros podcast. I am one third of the trio, better known as the Amiibros. D-Mart, your host here with my brothers, Jeremy 85 Jeremy, how we feeling today? What's popping? Man, I'm feeling good. It's a great week to be alive. We got conference championships in football. We got good games on in the NBA. Yes, sir. It's 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 a beautiful time of the year. I mean, only only thing I can hope is that uh, you know, next couple weeks I find out uh where where my new team's gonna be in the NFL when Deshaun gets traded. Let's go. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny about that is you're completely 100 uh, <laughs> yeah jeremy what's popping man you good no um <laughs> it's over it's over uh i thought that i caught it <laughs> our defense was going to carry us to a super bowl and drew Brees couldn't do what peyton manning did which is just not turn the ball over 100 times in the game so yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get into it, guys. But uh, first of all, shout out to everybody tuning in to us another week. We appreciate you guys. I hope everybody's doing well, healthy, and safe out there. Uh, we got a lot to get into. A lot went on last week in the NFL. A lot going on this week in the NBA and, of course, the uh, conference championships in the NFL. So uh, let's get right into it, fellas. Um, what y'all want to start with, fellas? Um, let's see. I start with Breeze. Um, let, yeah, let's start with the Saints, man. Let's take it down to New Orleans. Um, we'll give Jeremy the floor. So uh, let's start with Jared and let Jeremy, you know, close this off. Um, the Saints lost to the Bucks. Um, Tom Brady um, came through and uh, you know delivered the W, man. So a lot, a lot of injuries on the Saints side. So let's let's talk about it, Jared. What what do you think about this uh, this game that that went down, man? It was definitely a battle. It was definitely a battle. Um, I just feel happy. With one thing, I needed to uh, I needed to get back in a positive for the week. And before the game happened, I was like, "Hmm, I would bet the Saints, but I don't trust it. I'm gonna bet the under." So I bet the under, which was fifty two and a half, and it came down to the end of the game where it was a it was thirty to twenty bucks, and bucks were in field goal range, and the Saints got to stop on one of those third on a th- third down run. Bucks likely were going to kick a field goal, and uh, once they kicked the field goal, it was going to be you know a fifty-three point when I had fifty-two and a half under. And thank God they got the first down and were able to finish it off. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, I think you probably I think, should think the referees too for calling uh, a block in the back on a wide open touchdown. But yeah, I mean, I it, I thought it was a block in the back, but yeah, it it, um, it, it was a tough one. So, uh, but but here is the thing: the the reality of the situation is this. I think the the defense was, um, I mean, the defense was awesome for the Bucks. Uh, I thought that the defense and the special teams was pretty good for the uh, the Saints as well. I thought it boiled down to uh, a couple things. One, they realized Breeze can't couldn't threaten them down the field. I I saw that in the Bears game, which is one of the reasons why I was picking the under. But I didn't realize Drew Breeze had a torn rotator cuff, which is you know obviously. Here's here's the thing. It, it sucks because like you want to see 
a guy like that go out on top. But on the other side of it is when you're 42, 43 years old and you're playing professional football, like these injuries are just going to happen. Like you're not, your body's not designed to be hit that many times. Uh, I mean, it, and, and you know, somebody, I think it was uh, Shannon Sharp that was talking about, like, he said, if you want to know what it's like to play professional football, put on pads and run as fast as you can into your garage door 20 times and then ice up and then do it again next Sunday and do that for 16 weeks out of the year. And and really, that's that's what he's dealing with. And so um, I think it was more – I give more credit to the Bucks defense than I give credit to, to Brady, although I thought Brady did what he was supposed to do. He managed the game. He was not spectacular. He did throw a couple passes that should have been intercepted. Uh, one that probably would have been a pick six if Marshawn Lattimore catches it. Uh, one that I have no idea how Marcus Williams doesn't just toe tap to to uh, get possession. Uh, but at the end of the day, you you can't give the ball away. A lot of these you know, Bill Belichick, and I think this is where Tom Brady obviously got it from. Tom Brady uh, or Bill Belichick always said, you know, more games are are lost than are won, and that game was lost by the Saints by just con- they, they were in control of the game multiple times. They were up six three. Breeze throws an interception that's run into run to the three yard line, uh, and that's that gives up a touchdown. So it, then it goes into to halftime tied. Saints score a touchdown. Saints get the ball back, and Jared Cook Jr. fumbles the ball, gives them the ball in their territory again. Brady only scored touchdowns on the possessions where he got the ball starting to drive in Saints territory off of a turnover. Um, so. End of the day, it's unfortunate. I'll let you kind of vent and and and, and rant about your Saints, but I, I I can tell you there's two things. One, you said about the Texans about like, hey, Jared thinks there's a chance for them to be good soon, and and I don't see that happening. Look, man, I'm not saying that can't happen with the Saints. Like y'all can't be good next year, but y'all are in like cap hell. Y'all got to restructure. Oh, we'll be great next year. We're, we'll probably be better than we are this year. Here, here, here's the thing though. Are you? It's going to be good because you're going to get people healthy. But you guys are $80 million over the cap right now. So a lot of the guys on that team – You know what team, that means, though, right? Just, just, gonna, so, just, just so you're clear, a lot of that is based on uh, the entire amount of the fifth-year option of these players is on now. They re- and, and we got so many players that are that are on that. So once we right. – re- like, like so Ramcheck right re- now – You can restructure it. And, yeah. and, and maybe there's a way but, – but here's the thing. If you restructure it, there's going to be – I don't think you can figure out a way to get everybody re-signed, restructured under the cap. And with the NFL being a hard cap and not a soft cap like the NBA, I think I think there's going to be a couple of players you're going to have to let go. Uh, but at the end oh, of the Jericho day, Jericho Jr. is gone, so we'll be good with that. <laughs> well, Troutman looked good, so I mean, I'll, I'll let you fit on your team. But ultimately, I give I give some credit to Brady, but I did not like the fact that everybody tried to give all the credit to Brady, and they didn't give credit to the the, the unit that was most responsible, including Devin White. Uh, lastly, Jerry, I did tell you I thought the Saints would win two out of three games versus the Bucks this year. I said I thought the Saints would win one regular season, the Bucks would win one regular season, and the Saints would beat them in the playoffs. I was correct with the uh, amount, but not with the order. So, unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it just wasn't meant to be. I mean, if Drew Brees was healthy, we would have won that game just as bad as we won the first game or the second game. Um, it would have been a blowout. Because we just scored a touchdown on both the two drives, and um, it would have raced out to the lead, and then they would have, you know, been trying to play catch up all day, and you know they would start to throw the ball all day. So at the end of the day, Drew Brees wasn't healthy. Taysom Hill didn't play. Um, who is a gadget guy who can come in and catch passes and things like that? You saw the guy, the one gadget player he ran. Uh, 
ended up in a touchdown. But in general, you know, Taysom Hill is that guy who we can put on the field and they don't know if he's going to play quarterback or not. So they can come out the huddle and Taysom Hill can take a shot or do whatever he does and really change the, the momentum of the game. So I thought that was huge. Um, Michael Thomas clearly is not himself. Um, and even with all that, we still should have won this game. I mean, if you look at all the mistakes we made, we dropped like 17 picks. Um, we had a punt return for a touchdown that got called back on, at best, a ticky-tack call that had nothing to do with play. Then you have um, the the pick by Breeze when we're up 6-3, to three, um, which was literally just him not being able to throw the ball. Um, we come back to score a touchdown. It's 13-13. Um, I don't know. It was 13-10 us. We had the ball on the Bucks' 42-yard line on fourth and one, and we jump off sides. I mean, or we have a false start. I mean, okay, so we got a punt now. And that's when they go down and get the touchdown. Uh, wait, no, they didn't get a touchdown off that. They, uh, but they, I think they got a field goal off that to tie it up. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that we that we did. Uh, Jared Cook Jr. made the dumbest fumble I've ever seen in my life. If he doesn't fumble the ball there, we probably win the game by 14 still. Um, that that When he fumbled, I knew the game was over. I was like, I mean, like, you guys not not playing to win. Um, so overall, you know, Brady gets all the credit. I mean, he did what Ryan Tannehill did last year. So good, congratulations. Um, he threw for 199 yards and a 54% completion percentage and people act like he moved mountains. Now, if you do that against Aaron Rodgers, when Aaron Rodgers actually torches the defense this week, uh, I'll say, okay, cool. Um, but overall, um, I don't think the Bucks are good. I think they're trash. I think their defense is not that good. I think it's trash. And I think all you need is some guys who can push the ball down the field, like Patrick Mahomes, like Aaron Rodgers who can actually, just like Deshaun, push the ball and uh, make things happen. I think if Jameis Winston started that game for us, we win that game easily. Uh, Drew Brees is, was clearly not healthy. Michael Thomas should not have been playing. Um, and, and overall, man, it was just a, a terrible, terrible game, and we still should have won. So um, I'm actually looking forward to next season because we're bring, basically bringing almost everybody back. Almost everybody's on the contract. Yes, we have some people that are over the cap, or we are, we're definitely over the cap. But um, be a quarterback, Jameis. Yeah, and and honestly, so you, you think that you guys are going to be better? I do think we're going to be better. Um, James can push the ball down the field, and this is—I've been saying this for a few weeks now. I don't think no, you understand. I hope, I hope he plays well. They, I've been saying this for a few weeks. They signed James to a one-year, like one point two million dollar contract, and they didn't play him this year. And every press conference, Sean Payton said he said James looked great in practice. Mm-hmm. He said we're definitely we definitely want to bring him back next year. We definitely want to bring him back. Um, um, so basically at the end of the day, uh, I think he saw Jameis and thought Jameis looked really, really good. And he didn't want to put him on the field when those games that Taysom played because he didn't want to raise the value because he knew he's already over the cap. So I think they're going to try to get a team friendly deal with Jameis and, uh, and what, see- what do you think a team friendly deal is? Maybe two years. Thirty million. million. Oh, he's not. Go- he's not. You're- Here's the thing. I don't think you get a two-year fifteen million. Jacoby Brissett got two years twenty million. Um, and, and I think Jameis is going to have higher value than that on the open market. Um, well, if he had, had a higher value than that, he would have had last year. He did have. Um, he, he had higher offers last year and just took it with the Saints. So maybe he does. I I, I find it hard to believe that he's going to accept less money than Taysom got. Yeah, I mean, that I mean it could be, but overall, I think we're going to be able to get things done. Um, if you got him at fifteen million a year, you won. Yeah, over overall, I'm looking at um, our roster. I think um, 
obviously Drew Brees' contract is going to fall off, but he's going to still have some dead money. Uh, there's some other things that are going to happen. I think we're going to try to still get uh, Trey Hendrickson re-signed. Uh, Ryan Ramchick got to get re-signed. Marshawn Lattimore's got to get re-signed. There's a lot of people that got to get re-signed. Um, hopefully, Andres Peak gets traded. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a great season for us next year, and we're going to be ready to roll. And uh, I see all that all that talk the Bucks are doing, and they're about to go out there and get beat. And then next year we're gonna stop them out twelve more times. Jeremy, you sound like you sound like Chase Claypool right now. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't sound like Chase Claypool at all because Chase Claypool, his team just lost because they were terrible. We lost because our team just basically was too injured to play. So I mean, hey, Jeremy, Jeremy, I w- I will say this: they had probably just as many significant injuries as you guys did. Who are their significant injuries? Bud Dupree's out for the season with a torn ACL. Devin are you talking Bush. about the Steelers? I'm talking about the, uh... Yeah, I'm talking about the Steelers. The no, Steelers weren't good all season. I'm sorry. I'll tell you all that. No, no Steelers, Steelers fell apart with uh, Bud Dupree. When, when Bud, Bud Dupree tore, uh, tore his ACL, and like they you, could you double, can't claim double TJY. on your team, but not acknowledge when another team has an injury bug. Uh, I, I can when they were like losing by like, by when they were barely beating the Cowboys off bad calls when Bud Dupree and all those guys were playing. Like, that's not good because we'll 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 have a span of how uh how everybody else's losses are just legit and the same right but yeah <laughs> for sure no, no, I'm, not saying I'm just saying they weren't going to be good with, even with them i thought they played the weakest schedule in the nfl just like everybody in the, in the afc north all right let's keep it in the nfl um mahomes uh he looked like he got dropped, man. He woke up. He, he, he looked like he didn't even know where he was, man. So um, definitely a big loss for them, and it seems like he's probably not going to play this week. Um, no, it looks like he's he, going to play this week. Did, did, did he come out? He's going to play? Okay, he's great. He's been practicing. He hasn't, he hasn't cleared concussion protocols, but he's he's been taking all the starter snaps at practice. So the, the expectation is he's probably going to play. Yeah, I think Roger Goodell is going to have to somehow let him play. But uh, let's start with you, Jeremy. Let's talk about Mahomes and um, where you think it's going to go down this week in uh, Kansas City. Um, yeah, I think, uh, overall, I think, um, uh, Pat Mahomes is going to probably come out looking like Pat Mahomes. Um, I think most people are kind of overlooking the fact that he had already hurt his, was it his foot or his ankle? Um, his toe. Yeah. So, I mean, he was hobbled before he got the concussion. So I don't know how, how mobile he's going to be. Um, I don't know why when a guy has a lower leg injury and he's one of the best passers to ever touch a football that you're running a freaking speed option on third and one. When you're already up by 11 points and you need to cover 10, like, what are you doing? So, uh, overall, I, I hope he's back. They can still lose that game, though. I mean, Josh Allen is really, really talented. And he has the ability to um, to really make some make some spectacular Patrick Mahomes-like throws. And so I, I'm really interested to see it. I, I, I'm going to look at the game and say I think uh, – that the Chiefs are going to be able to get it done, mainly just because I think they've got better weapons overall. Stephon Diggs is great. Um, but, I mean, Travis Kelsey, uh, you got uh, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. And Jer- uh, Jeremy, Yeah. one thing, too, that we don't talk about as much, Tyron Matthew makes more plays yeah. on defense than about anybody in the league. Like, he – like I, I and he I, baited he baited that interception. He baited him so bad because he looked like he was going left, and as soon as he as Baker planted his foot, he jumped that route. I mean, it was it was, it was clinical. 
Yeah, so, I, I mean, overall, I think they're going to be able to get it done. But, I mean, it's going to be they – got, they got some work on their hands. I think it's going to be a, a very competitive game, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, Jared, let's talk about it, man. My boy Mahomes, you know, AFC Championship game. What's going what's gonna to happen? Look, man, I th- do I think the Bills could win? I think they could. I don't see it happening. I think – so Josh Allen is super talented. He may be more talented or just as talented as Mahomes. I think he's more mobile. Listen, he's got as big of an ho- arm as Mahomes. He's more mobile. He's taller. He's bigger. I mean, there, there are people – but here, as far as physical talent, he may be more talented. But the thing is, Allen has what, what Skip Bayless used to say that Joe Flacco has the haywire gene. Where like at some point he could just go like he can just do something stupid, and there's this there's a lot of these possessions in these games, even the last two weeks, where he's fumbled balls that happened to bounce directly to the defense to 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 his offensive lineman. Um, there's all these these type of plays that yeah, like even the Colts game, Colts game, end of the game, all, all really you need to do is to not take a a, a sack, not not give up a, a fumble. And he tries to break all these tackles, fumbles the ball, and if, if the Colts recover it, they're in field goal range down three with like two minutes to go in the game, and his team happens to recover it. So I expect him to make some kind of mistake. And then I thought the reality is I didn't think the Bills' offense played great versus the Ravens. Um, it was more Lamar just didn't play well. And I, I, I think the the same thing with Lamar, and I, was, I won't stick on him, but if they need to give him a number one receiver, I will agree. But – you can't win not throwing the ball. And and when you're the, the, the Ravens this year were, were dead last in the NFL in passing yards per game. And it, it reared his ugly head in the playoffs. And you look at a game where, you know, literally they won when the Bills scored 10 points on offense. Um, and so it's, that's unfortunate, but I, I expect Patrick Mahomes to be back. I, I expect him to be uh normal Patrick Mahomes. Um, and, and I'm going to pick them to win. I would I would say probably in the range of twenty eight to seventeen, uh, it, it maybe higher than that, maybe thirty five twenty four. But I'm gonna say probably an eleven point win by the by the Chiefs. All right, I'm gonna go out on, on the edge and say that the Chiefs cover whatever the spread is. I don't know what the spread currently is, but yeah, I'm predicting them to cover. Uh, I think the Bills. I mean, they, they've made a, a nice little Cinderella, Cinderella run, but. Um, it's definitely uh, coming to an end um, in Kansas City. So um, let's talk about my boy Kyrie, man. Kyrie's been uh, MIA, kind of, you know, doing his own thing, uh, doing some charity work, doing some, you know, he, he's for the fight, man. So um, let's talk about what you guys think about just this, this, this entire scenario with Kyrie and uh, him coming back last night, which was which is uh, Wednesday night and playing pretty well. Um, let's talk about it. Let's start with you, Jared. So. There's two things, and I think I, I never want to be the guy who's like, oh, you know the, uh, you know you you shouldn't do this. You should shut up and dribble. I don't have that perspective. I I think people can have different ideas, different goals, different things that they do in life, and still obviously have those different uh, interests or causes, and still play. You know, obviously the highest level. But one of the things is you you got to be professional about it. Um, I, I thought. You know, you can't be Kyrie Irving and to take that hiatus away from the team and to not reach out to your coaches to tell them. You reached out to his teammates and said, hey, look, I ain't going to be there. But he, he didn't reach out to the general managers or the coaches. So that whole the whole process of that I thought w- wasn't good. 
But I think the reality is this. I think he looked at the, the capital rise that happened, um, and then I thought he, he looked at it and said, all right, I really don't feel like playing with all the stuff going on in the country. And then it was the same week of his dad's birthday and his sister's birthday. His sister turned 30. They had a 30th birthday party. Um, so I don't blame him necessarily for going going there, except, you know, not wearing a mask. And when you're, you're playing in a league where coronavirus is spiking like crazy and you're in an event with hundreds of people. Um, but look, I, th- I think at the end of the day, I think it boils down to this. We have Kyrie who just joined the, the Nets. The Nets, I, as I said, I don't think the Nets are going to live up to the expectations. And there's several reasons. One, I thought they got worse with the trade for Harden, and the reason is he gave up all their death, and they gave up all their defense. When you play a, a, a style of basketball like they do where you're expecting to outscore everybody, it's not feasible. They beat the Bucs the, the game before Kyrie came back, and I, I saw a lot of people say, oh, see, look how well they played, and I think it was a game where – if I'm not mistaken, Harden had like 32 and Katie had like 40 and it was, you know, it was a dominant performance. But I said, look, they won the game by a point and they shot 54% from the field and 48% threes. That's not sustainable. You can't win. <laughs> if you shoot 54% from the field and 48% threes, you need to win the game by 20, not by a point. And even last night, offensively, they were excellent. But when it came down to, hey, I need to get a stop. They have nobody that can get a stop. They don't have one legitimate above average defender on their roster outside of KD. And I think they're going to be able to fill that with, you know, maybe it's a trade. Maybe it's a a buyout. You'll get a guy like Alex Lynn who just got released by the Raptors who maybe they'll sign. They'll get, they'll get some guys to fill in. But at this point, like you can't have these three guys playing the minutes that they're playing and expect this thing to last long-term and the last thing about it is Kyrie awareness is so important. And I talk about this all the time with Kyrie. I think Kyrie has, he's got more awareness than Westbrook, but not by a lot. Um, and I mean, that by this Kyrie is a six foot point guard with extreme, extreme skills. But when Kyrie is like, Hey, look, I think I should get eight post touches a game four per half. No, no, you shouldn't Kyrie. You're not, you're not, you're not a big uh, when Kyrie comes out in a game where everybody's already talking about how Kyrie, Katie and Harden have played two games together, they won both of the games. The team looked like they were moving the ball extremely well. How are you going to feel? That sounds a lot like what they were saying after the first two games when Kyrie and Kevin Durant played together. Well, it, true, but they said, "How are you going to fit in with this?" And I thought Kyrie came out and he was he played really well, and Katie actually wasn't shooting the ball well, and they were down. And then Katie hits four straight shots and gets them back into the game. And then Kyrie took a whole lot of shots. So last thing, you can't be Kyrie and take 28 shots in a game you come back in, in a game where James Harden takes 14 shots. You are not Kevin Durant. And as great as Kyrie Irving is from a talent perspective, and I may not think he's top 10 in the league because I think I factor in, one, his durability as a factor in that. Two, I factor in the fact that he hasn't been able to carry a team as, as the the number one best player on that team, in my opinion. And thirdly, because of the fact that I think he's a headache and he's tough to coach. But take that out of the way. Even Kyrie at his best is not Kevin Durant. And so there never needs to be a time where there are shots that need to be made. And Kevin Durant is getting guarded by guys who can't defend him. And Kyrie feels more comfortable pulling up and taking threes. The floor is yours, Jeremy. Uh, first off, um, right, Jeremy, what do you think about this? Your boy yeah, Kyrie. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of nonsense. First off, is Kyrie, is Kyrie Kevin Durant? No. Are there nights that Kyrie is the best player on the planet? Absolutely. And there are there nights that he should be shooting the ball more than Kevin Durant? Absolutely. Um, if you look at, at Kyrie Irving, um, I thought last night he had it going for a lot of the game. I mean, he's 15 to 28. Um, if you look at the percentage of the team, they were, they were 48 of, of 106, so they shot 45.3%. They shot 36.6% from three, uh, and he shot around 37.5. So basically the reason why they lost wasn't Kyrie. The reason why they lost is because their bench was awful. Uh, Perry was two of eight, over one threes. Joe Harris was two of 10, two of seven threes. Uh, uh, Lawawu, I can't even think of his, I can't even pronounce his name, was 0 of 6, 0 of 3 threes, and Brown didn't score a single point. So when you look at your bench and say, hey, your bench had 10 points, that's an issue, especially when you're going against a team whose bench just got, decided to go Terry and Prince, uh, 17 points, Jared Allen, 12 points, guys go returning back to the game. And Dotson, 15 points. So if one bench scores 44, another one scores 10, making up 34 points is going to be really, really tough. So, But, but remember, that's why I said they traded all their depth. So if, if, yeah. you, look, if you look at the but, players but, that you just named off the bench, how many how many total shots did they take versus the total shots that, that the bench from the, the but I think that's I think that's some bad coaching, though, because you're telling me Landry Shamit shouldn't get in the game? You're telling me Tyler Johnson shouldn't get in the game? Like – Stop it! Like you gotta, you've got to use your rotation. Um, and I think part of the reason that that they lost yesterday was because they played a team that was that was hyped to play them. Um, a lot of those guys had already gotten traded from them, and I think they had a good game. They had a hot game. If any team shoots twenty or forty threes, it's going to be tough to beat them. Um, but if you look at the positive from Golden State, uh, or not from Golden State, the Nets, uh, they've got to me three of the most talented players. They ever play basketball, and they're going to be just fine. If you will look at the Heat when they came together, they were nine and eight starting off. Um, if you look at Cleveland when LeBron went back there, they started off terribly. A lot of teams take a little time to get together. I don't think Brooklyn's going to be nearly um, that bad once everything gets settled. I think they just had a, a game where they lost a random game. The other team got hot. So overall, Kyrie's going to be fine. Oh my um, gosh! Do, do yeah. I think he should have um, should have let the team know? Yeah, obviously, but. Hey, he didn't. Uh, he's back now. Hopefully he does better in the future. Really quickly, uh, end of the game, Lakers, Bucks, LeBron just hit a step back three on Brooke Lopez and turned around before it went in. Uh, <laughs> that was scary. Anyway, uh, Jim, here, here's what I will tell you, though. If you're looking at the um, the, the Heat, the Heat started 9-8. and eight. But here's what I will tell you the difference is. The Heat never were a natural fit. If you look at at LeBron and Wade, Wade essentially was a 6'4 LeBron. Uh, neither one of them great shooters uh, from the perimeter. Neither one of them uh, are guys that play best off the ball. Both both are best playing on ball. Um, so I, I think when you look at the way they fit, I thought it took them a while to gel because they weren't a natural fit. I think when you look at, at the matchup with the Nets, all three of those guys can play off the ball. All three of those balls are, guys are excellent shooters. All three of those guys can can create their own shot. So I think there's a lot of the situations that you, you look at 
where I don't think this is more of a, hey, this doesn't fit like the Lakers. I think this is obviously there's a flaw on the team. The, the, the Nets don't have anybody that can defend and they don't have a bench. And so when you look at it from that perspective, I don't see anything changing with that unless you get new players. That It's, it's a difference between saying, all right, we got to figure out how to make, um, you know, we're, we're cooking. I got all these ingredients and I'm on like Top Chef show or whatever. And they're like, hey, how can you make something out of all these random ingredients? It may take me a while to figure out what I'm going to cook, but I can cook it. The difference is, is when they're like, hey, look, you have nothing in the refrigerator. How are you going to make food? Oh, I really can't. So I think that's really the, the scenario we're looking at right now. Jared, do you, do you anticipate that them playing another team all season that has at least five people to hit three threes? No, I don't. But I, I also think you're playing versus a team who coming into the game had the, the worst offense in the NBA, and you can let, you let them score 145 points or 147 points, whatever it was. So yeah, I think that, I, they got hot. But I think <laughs> they, everybody's going to get hot when you're getting open shots. I didn't see that many open shots. I mean, if Larry Nance Jr. is going to go three or five threes, you're going to have a tough game. I agree. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's keep it. Uh, well, no, nah, let's let's go back to the NFL. Let's talk about uh, your boy Deshaun Jarrett. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of reports coming out about him and where he's going to land next season and how he's not happy with Houston Texans, uh, with the Houston Texans rather. Um, let's talk about it, man. What do you think is the best uh, situation? And location for Deshaun, and what do you think about just the whole debacle uh, in Houston right now? Man, I'm, I'm, I hope Deshaun gets to go to the 49ers or the Dolphins. Um, there's a lot of reports about the Jets. I, I also could like the Bears. I think, you know, and Lewis Riddick is apparently good friends with Matt Nagy, and he said Matt Nagy loves, uh, he loves Deshaun and, and, and would love to figure out a way to get him. But the reality is I don't think a team, unless you're able to give them a high pick this year in the draft, or to be able to trade them a quarterback that they feel comfortable playing and starting with um, is going to be able to, to make that happen. And so um, I think the reality is now there's three teams that I think would make the most sense. You have the 49ers who could trade Jimmy Garoppolo back to the Texans who have a ton of Patriots players or, or a ton of Patriots staff who drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, who are very familiar, who love Jimmy Garoppolo ahead of time. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think if you make that trade and you figure out a way to get Garoppolo in there, you could throw in Garoppolo a few first round picks and, um, you know, make that happen. And I think Deshaun going to play with Kyle Shanahan and with that defense would be unbelievable. I think the, the Dolphins obviously can make that happen pretty easily. They have the number three overall pick, which belonged to the Texans, the number 18 pick. They have the number 36 pick. They have like the number 40 pick. And they have two first-round picks next year's draft. Um, so I think the reality is they have the ability to be able to throw in Tua. But the the, the one thing is right now the, the word is that the Texans aren't really high on Tua, which I'm not either. But if they can throw in Tua – the first round pick, maybe the number three overall pick for them to get Devontae Smith or someone like that to replace DeAndre Hopkins, who they, they still might be able. But here's the thing: they might be able to do a, a three team trade and, yep. and use uh, two in order to get some more draft picks or something. And yep, and and if they can figure that out. Then hey, look, fantastic! They may maybe they get that that whole thing solved. Uh, and the last team that I think the Jets. Everybody right now is talking about the Jets. Um, Richard Sherman said, "Hey, Deshaun should get out. If I was him, I'd go to the Jets." I love Robert Sala and and his interview he had today, which was excellent. And there's a lot of cap space. There's rumors that if Deshaun goes to the Jets, that the Jets will be like the Buccaneers in this in the sense that they will have a lot of free agents who are trying to get to New York. 
to play with. I would with. love him to go to Jets. And, and so Al, Allen Robinson, there's been two reports that that Desha, about Deshaun going to the Jets. And Allen Robinson from the Bears, who's a free agent this year, has liked both of them. Uh, Richard Sherman, there's rumors he's looking at trying to follow Robert Sala to the Jets. Um, they have $98 million in cap space. They have five first-round picks over the next three years. They could easily figure out a way to make that trade. And the thing about Deshaun's contract, which a lot of people don't, they, they aren't aware of. Everybody talked about the big contract. But here's the great thing. The Texans paid a lot of money in salary cap space. Uh, or Sorry, in signing bonus. So because of that, the cap hit for Deshaun is very low in comparison. For the next year, Deshaun's cap hit is $10 million. After that, it's 32 35 and 37 um, the reality of that is none of those cap hits are that high, but the 10 million next year means that even if the Jets or someone were to trade for them, they'd have only be paying $10 million a year for Deshaun, and they could sign some other free agents for that the extra cap, and they could front load those contracts so that the cap hit hits the beginning of next year, doesn't hit the years afterwards when Deshaun's cap hit goes up. So I, I think those are some some teams to keep an eye out on. But lastly, there are some reports coming out about some of the racist tendencies of the Texans. Um, yeah, a, a story about uh, Obama when 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 Obama won the election, players were celebrating. Uh, obviously, a historic moment. And and uh, the old owner who's who's now passed away, Bob Minaire, coming in telling them that wasn't anything to celebrate ab- about. That they need to turn the music off and go home. Um, the story about uh, even in in. You know, Deshaun, I think, got really upset because uh, when they told him to keep him involved with the GM search, they asked the owner about it at the press conference, and he said, uh, I, I knew what Deshaun was thinking ahead of time, so I didn't need to call him. Like, I, obviously, they said Deshaun was extremely upset about it, thought it was patronizing, obviously. Um, so I, I don't think the Texans organization is, is fit to be um, in the NFL, to be honest. I mean, you have a chaplain who – is uh has brainwashed the owner into almost of a cult making these decisions so i i don't see it turning around anytime soon but that's gonna be somebody else's problem once Deshaun gets traded and i find a new team <laughs> of course yeah uh jimmy we think about uh my boy deshaun um i think uh deshaun has a. Uh has reason to get out i think he needs to hurry up and get out and uh overall i am uh, definitely rooting for that. I'm actually rooting for him maybe to, to come to New Orleans. You know, we might have some cap space available for him if we trade some players for him. You know, we can always can throw that up. out. He, 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 he did follow Sean Payton last week on on, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, we'll throw uh, Andres Pete in. Um, <laughs> who, who else? You know, he's a he's a three-time Pro Bowler in a row, so you might as well going to take him. And uh, I don't know uh, – Maybe we'll throw. Maybe Cam Jordan can go with him. I, I, I love Cam Jordan on our team, but I mean, we could throw Mount Marcus Davenport and throw Quan Alexander in there too. You know, just yeah, Quan, yeah, Quan, Quan's coming back from the Achilles uh, better than ever. So yeah, maybe <laughs> we'll make something happen. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you got to have you know things that you that you're not willing to, to um, you know go away from and and have some some morals that you're not willing to put aside. And I think Deshaun is showing that. Um, I think uh, uh, he, he's he actually reminds me of Chappelle uh, from the standpoint of Chappelle, even though he had that big contract, Chappelle was like, look, there's certain things I'm not going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Comedy Central was the one that ended up losing out on it. So um, they better get the, their stuff together. Their only chance of keeping them now, I think, is hiring Eric B. Um, how he hasn't gotten a job yet and 
I see Dan Campbell interviewing where he's talking about biting people's kneecaps off. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's very, very disappointing. I mean, Dan Campbell was the, was the tight ends coach, and he was assistant head coach too, but he was tight ends coach for the Saints this year. And when I heard their press conference, I was I was thinking at some point when Jared Cook was running the ball down the field, he had to be thinking about something stupid that Dan Campbell said, and that's probably why the ball got punched loose. I mean <laughs> – He's probably running and was like, you know what? I should go jump and bite this guy's kneecap off. Boom, ball gets popped out loose. Ball uh, you know what, though? I've been saying all year, Jared Cook Jr. has really been awful. I've been saying it all year. Like, the first game we played against the Bucks, we would have beat them by 50 if we went for Jared Cook Jr. He fumbled on the two-yard line. Um, he dropped a wide-open first down uh, on, like, the 10. that would have been a touchdown. Like, I mean, he, he's been awful all year. So I'm, I'm going to be very, very glad to get him off our roster next year. And, uh, yeah, good luck to Deshaun. All right, fellas. Well, uh, yeah, I, I definitely hope Deshaun uh, chooses to come to Carolina. Uh, I don't know how high up uh, we're on that list, Jared, but um, – the, the Some of the Vegas books had the Panthers as the number one choice. Now, the reality is right. this. They have the they don't ha- they have a high draft pick this year. They'd have to trade a lot of draft capital away for the future. So there's some conversations about hey, how much are they willing to trade? But you got a new owner in David Tepper who came from the from the Steelers, um, who's willing to obviously take risk. I mean, he gave a six year deal to a college coach, Matt Rule. So that that could be uh, that could be a thing. And last thing, Jeremy, you yeah. said you think the only thing that maybe could restore the, the situation is, is is signing or hiring Eric Bieniemy as the head coach. Yeah. From what they're saying is that's not even good enough anymore. Uh, Deshaun from the report said, uh, Chris Mortensen said Deshaun's. They might as well get who they really want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically Deshaun said, uh, <laughs> unless Cal McNair can fire Cal McNair, who's the, also the owner. Uh, then he said, I, I, I don't see myself returning and playing with, with Houston. Ever. He said anytime soon, if ever was the quote. So, um, I, I think we're past that stage at this point. Wow. All right. Well, uh, we wish Deshaun the best, man. Shout out to him. Um, let's keep uh, let's keep it going with some bets, fellas. Uh, Jared was uh, plus a thousand bucks last week. Uh, ended up coming from the bottom and up four fifty for the season. Jeremy down a thousand for la- for for the week. Uh, down five hundred for the season, man. So uh, what 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 a what a change of uh, of course here between you two. Uh, let's talk about it, Jeremy. Um, what what happened, yeah. man? Down a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's, it was the injury bowl. Um, <laughs> I got Patrick Mahomes going, and he's you know up eleven points and gets a concussion. Oh wow! It don't cover ten. Great, that's awesome. Um, Drew Brees is playing with a torn rotator cuff, and uh, Michael Thomas with torn ligaments in his ankle, and Taysom Hill doesn't play, and Latavius Murray doesn't play, and uh, the Pro Bowl uh, punt returner and wide receiver uh, Deontay Harris uh, gets injured on the first play of the game, uh, the first play of our scrimmage that he plays. So I mean it's. There's a lot of injuries uh, that kind of caused that. Another, another, the other game that um, that I missed was uh, I thought that the Rams would put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and oh, and um, Aaron Donald didn't really play much, and he obviously wasn't healthy and was on the sideline crying. So I mean, that's the thing. Hey, it, it happens. I can't blame it just on injuries though, because I'm just gonna blame it on I don't know something wasn't aligned with me this week. I think I literally I picked maybe thirteen games this week, not just like NFL, NBA, anything you think of. I'm talking about like, hey, uh, I I see 
I don't know, Steph Curry going over 25 points, whatever it was. I literally missed on every single line. If if I had done a $100 bet on the opposite of every pick I made this weekend, I would definitely be a millionaire right now. That's how that's how, <laughs> how awful I was with picks this week. So um, I'm just going to chalk it up to, I don't know, um, bad karma. You know, maybe I was, you know, maybe I punched somebody in the throat back in the day or something. Who knows? But uh, it's going to get back on track this week. I'll tell you that much. What What was that, Jeremy? <laughs> he said, maybe punch somebody in the throat back in the day. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I've been uh, on somebody's kneecap. Who knows? Okay. All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens uh, this coming week. See if you can get out of the, the negative, man. Let's let's talk about the big dog for the week. Up a thousand bucks. Got a, got a quick G into his pocket. Jared, man, tell us about your week. Well, look, I told you guys last week. I said, hey, look, there's only one game I feel extremely confident in. And I said, you know, it's like. When you find the right woman, you, you know you you can you can go and start like hollering at all these other girls. But sometimes you just got you find the right woman, you just settle down, man. You 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 be happy, uh, and and that's what I did. I found the right bet, and I bet a thousand on it. I bet the Packers. Um, I believe that number was six or six and a half, whatever the number was. They won comfortably, um, and so um, I got the thousand out of it. But to be honest, I still was three out of four in the in the picks I just picked. The only one that I missed, no, no, I'm sorry, I was that was two out of four. I, 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 correction, I was two out of four. Uh, I, I picked the Saints, even though I said I didn't trust the game. I said I picked the Saints, and I picked the Kansas City, but Kansas City was going to cover. And then Patrick Mahomes, hey, put in perspective, the, the Chiefs in their six drives where Patrick Mahomes had the ball, it was touchdown, touchdown, field goal, missed field goal, field goal, concussion, and field goal range. So I, I I was confident they were going to continue to score, um, and, and so I, I look forward to this week because I, I I may be spoiling my pick a little bit, but I think we're going to get one of the most entertaining Super Bowl matchups we've ever seen. I think we're getting Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, and um, I know we're in quarantine, so we're not going to have not quarantine, but we're obviously you know social distancing, so we're not going to be able to have uh, you know people over, but I'm going to make all the same Super Bowl stuff. And just eat it for the next week, whenever that happens. So uh, let's get, let's get into picks. I I, I, I want to go through mine real quick. Uh, we got the thousand dollars that were bent, so I'm just gonna go five hundred, five hundred. Um, Packers minus three versus the Bucks. I'm taking the Packers minus three. Um, obviously, if if you're betting the thing in real life, might want to buy the half point to get it down to two and a half. But I expect the Packers to win the game comfortably. Um, one, they lost the game earlier in the year, so they're gonna be motivated. Two, if you look at the game earlier in the year. The the Bucks were overly overly aggressive, and and I thought it just caught the Packers off guard. Uh, they'll be prepared for it this week. The the first matchup in the first three quarters they played, the Bucks blitzed on fifty percent of the plays, fifty percent. That's higher than any other team in the league for three quarters this year. Um, so I think they'll make the adjustments. And then I got Kansas City. Uh, the the numbers minus three. I think they're going to win the game pretty comfortably. Um, one Kansas City's defense isn't great. I'm not sure Kansas City, Buffalo. Buffalo's defense isn't great. They're they're good, but they're not like dominant as it it, it looked um, versus the Ravens. I thought they they had a, a an excellent scheme on how to stop, how to slow down Deshaun, I, uh, Lamar. With they they basically played like a, a a cover four. They had a lot of fast guys on the field. They basically said, "Hey, all outside linebackers and all defensive ends, whenever he's he's escaping out of the pocket." You need to go to the sidelines, create a lot of uh, congestion on the outside to force him back inside. And once they stopped that, he, he did not throw the ball particularly well before the injury. 
But it was a lot of – I mean, there were some drops. The center, for some reason, decided he he likes snapping the ball past him more than he likes snapping the ball directly to him. Um, even the, the, the concussion he got to knock him out of the game was on a snap where it was 20 yards past him. Um, but I, I expect the Chiefs to be able to run the ball. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is likely to be back. Um, and I think at the, the end of the day, I think it's going to be a, a game where um, the Chiefs score early, control the clock, rushing the ball as they did earlier in the season. Um, and I got them winning by 11 points. So um, book 500 on both of those. And, um, you know, just, just – Go ahead and wrap this thing up. I'm I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, take this this lead all the way to the finish line as I've done the last two years, and this is the third. And and you know, uh-oh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. What you got to say? Um, Come with it. This is actually working out perfectly um, because I am too going to take um, the Green Bay Packers, but I am going to take the Green Bay Packers for a thousand dollars. Um, and I think they're going to cover easily. And that other game, I don't trust it. They almost lost to the Browns last week. And I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to be fully healthy. Um, I don't think his foot for sure is going to be fully healthy. And I think the Bills are going to put up a lot of points. So would I pick the Chiefs? Yes, I would. However, they just don't cover it. Like, I think they, I don't think they've covered a spread literally literally like the last 10 weeks. The so only reason I say this is because the spread is at three. Because yeah. anytime it's double digits or high single digits, they never cover the spread. They never cover the spread. And so I'm going to bet they're going to – I'm just going to say, look, I'm going to bet the Packers, and then if the Bills cover, guess what? I'm plus 500. You're plus 450. Who wins? Oh, this guy. Let's go. <laughs> you wouldn't win. You'd be in the league going to the Super Bowl. That's true. But, yeah. You're going to hedge it. Jeremy, Jeremy must be panicking, Jared. He already, he's already talking about who's going to win. and You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more, uh, a lot more ball left. On, you know what I'm saying? It's two yeah. games, three games left. Uh, I mean. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, man, that sounds good, fellas. I'm definitely interested to see um, how your bets turn out. Um, sorry, guys. I'm a little stuffy, my son. It's not COVID. COVID tested, COVID free, but uh, just a normal cold. So, sorry for the sorry for the stuffiness out there, guys. But, uh yeah, fellas, any any parting thoughts before we get up out of here? Any any uh any topics that we missed that you want to discuss? Um, no topics I want to discuss that that we missed from a sports standpoint. I do want to uh, give a shout out to uh, if you guys watched the inauguration, um, which was two days ago now. Um, there was a poet um, that twenty two years old named Amanda Gorman. She did an excellent job, uh, and, and and this shows. I mean, I, obviously, this is not about the topic of it, but I think one of the things that that you take away from it is continue to be excellent until you can put yourself in the right situation. She was a, the National Laureate po- a Poetry winner uh, as a as a youth. She ended up doing some poem that Jill Biden happened to be there, uh, and Jill um, recommended her to to Joe for the inauguration. She does an inauguration. She's 22. She has two books out already. Those two books, either she did her speech or her poem, are the top two selling books now on Amazon. Um, and I know in wow. in one hour from her speech, she went from 20,000 Twitter followers to 200,000. I bet if I look her up now, she's probably got 10 million. Uh, so uh, I think the reality is when you have the, you, you, when you're great and you get in one of those situations, then you get a chance to, to, uh, 
you know, accelerate your your uh, your platform, accelerate your calls, and, and and shout out to her because she did an excellent job. She represented herself well, and uh, I mean, obviously, uh, myself as as a poet, I, I enjoy listening to people who uh, who not only say you know roses are red, violets are blue. I like you. How about you? Like whatever, you know. It's 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 it was it was a fantastic poem. What was that? I don't know. It was, it was off the top of the dome. Uh, you know, so. Anywho, I, I thought that was a uh, it was an excellent poem. Okay, yeah, okay. shout out to her, man, for sure. Um, yeah. Jeremy, anything before we get up out of here, man? Yeah, I want to shout out uh, Nas Hillman. We don't, you know, get into women's college basketball much, but mm-hmm. uh, she plays for Michigan, and uh, they were undefeated and lost today. After she had fifty points and sixteen rebounds, I swear, if I ever have fifty points and sixteen rebounds, and we lose the game. Nobody on the team better speak to me for the next week. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, you're gonna be like the guy uh who sent the does the LeBron things. He's like, Kyrie. <laughs> I would be just like that. And lastly, ju- uh, I just checked her Twitter account. She went from twenty thousand Twitter followers to one point three million in a day. So uh shout out to her. That's crazy. Yeah. Good for her. Um that's it, fellas. Uh that's all I got, man. Shout out to everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another week. Uh, to us uh, make sure you follow us on instagram amibros underscore podcast and we will be back with you guys hopefully a little bit a little bit healthier next week uh so everybody stay safe and uh we'll holler at you